Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. And on today's podcast, we are so excited to have Ryan Collins, the Chief Executive Officer of the Bethel School of Technology, joining us. This interview was conducted by our very own Start Church CEO, Nathan Camp. We hope you enjoy. All right. Well, so excited to have you, Ryan, on our podcast today. I know some of the people who are listeners, they don't really know who you are. And tell us a little bit about Bethel School of Technology and what your role is there. Yeah, thank you. It's an honor to be on this podcast and love what you're doing. Uh, I'm the CEO of Bethel School of Technology. We are the first ever Christian online coding boot camp in the world. Uh, We launched uh, in January of 2018. So we're we're almost four years old, which is super exciting. And, and we're based in Northern California with Bethel Church in Redding, California. And uh, man, it's been a whirlwind. We focus on equipping kingdom-minded believers with some of the most in-demand tech skills so that they can go into the most influential space in the world um, and get high-paying, high-growth careers in tech, but also um, be the hands and feet of Jesus, be the um, Christ's ambassadors and usher the presence of God um, into this space that uh, that is amazing amazing and is like I said you know probably without well yeah without question probably the most influential space in the world everything is is run and and goes through tech these days and 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 what you're doing it almost sounds like you're producing unicorns people that love Jesus and technically skilled you know and and that's way to go I mean that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on there on here is I know a lot of pastors churches even businesses you know like Star Church that are looking for uh believers and 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 aligned mission people with real skills you know genuine technology skills i think i got to know we got to know what brought you there well how'd you get to that this point oh my gosh that's a that's a whole other story but i'll I'll tell you i've been in online higher education for almost 15 years now um and my area of emphasis was corporate partnerships so the last company i worked for um we built and managed online degree programs and uh, uh for colleges and universities across the country and i ran our corporate partnership um division and uh yeah, like I would connect with fortune level companies to build, help them build and support their talent acquisition wow. and talent development goals. And uh, the company that I, I worked for, uh, we acquired a, a coding boot camp. And overnight, my conversations with companies like Liberty Mutual and Cigna and IBM, they, it shifted from wanting our students on the degree side to wanting our students on the on the wow. coding boot camp side. And, uh, and then also reskilling their current workforce for the future of work in tech and so they can move them into these tech roles. So, yeah. And then at the same time, I was um, helping to plant a church in Oklahoma City on a volunteer basis and uh, got very involved in that and uh, felt the Lord say uh, that what I was doing on the corporate side and what I was doing on the ministry side was going to merge and it was going to be obvious. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I was, I was driving back from a, a trip from Dallas to Oklahoma City. And I heard the Lord uh, say Redding. 
And so I knew we were supposed to move to Reading wow. and be a part of Bethel Church. Didn't know a whole lot about Bethel Church other than obviously the worship music and, yeah. and Bill Johnson and, and Chris Valentin. But I went home and t- I didn't say anything to my wife. And a week later, she she asked me if God was saying something to us about uh, to me about California. Wow. I said, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's she's prophetic. We didn't know it really at the time. We yeah. didn't have a grid for that. And uh, and I said, yeah, I think we're supposed to move to Reading. She said, well, that's what he's saying to me too. So we just said yes to moving out to Reading without even really knowing the why. And then the longer part of that is through a series of divine connections uh, with a very influential person in online higher ed. Um, he was you know, talking to senior leadership about Bethel, about building the first ever Christian coding boot camp in the world. And they were praying for someone to come into the environment who knew the space and who could run it. And, wow. and we connected and, and, and we, we built the school. Divine alignment. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. So, so let's, let's peek into the school just a little bit, because I, I, I want to know more about it. What's the heartbeat of the school as far as what, what do students, why do they come there? What are they getting there that they're saying, man, I've got I've to go here. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, there there are a lot of different coding boot camps in the country and in the world, and there are a lot of great ones. Um, I think what sets us apart is uh, we we really focus not just on the skill, but on the, the character. When we launched the program in 2018, we're about three and a half hours uh, east of Silicon Valley, uh, which is the, the epicenter of innovation Absolutely. and technology. It's, it's a geography that's actually ruling the world. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the unexpected impacts was that there were a lot of the, the big tech companies were very interested in what we were doing. Uh, and we knew ministries and churches would be, uh, would come alongside us and, and champion us and partner with us because it was an opportunity to um, expand the walls of the church into yeah. an unfamiliar space. But you had big tech companies, some of the, you know, the biggest tech companies in the world inviting us into, uh, into their their spaces to learn more about what we were doing. In fact, we we hosted a panel discussion on the intersection of faith and technology at Google's headquarters, uh, and it was wow. a phenomenal conversation. Uh, but I think what was so interesting is that they knew that you know that the high skill, the skills that they were looking for to hire individuals, that was a given. But the high character component of it, yeah. because we've actually infused biblical principles, we have an entire. Um, uh, community uh, and, and and curriculum that's devoted to that on top of the tech training. It's called a revival group where you're learning things like um, how do you build healthy relationships and community in work? How do you, what does a culture of honor look like? What does brave communication look like? What does nobility um, and accountability look like in the workplace? And these are the same types of um, soft skills that companies were investing millions of dollars to improve yep. their workplace culture. So they saw us as one of the first ever values-based purpose driven boot camps it really set us apart it was actually our kingdom values that they were attracted to as much if not more than the software development training that we were teaching our students data science and you know ui ux design wow well i can see why people want to join the school you know be a part of the boot camp tell me on the opposite side uh who's the right student for you guys who are you looking for this is these people really align with what we're trying to get accomplished here yeah anybody who's hungry and who wants to grow and who who actually wants to see god move into every um sphere uh, sphere of 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 the world you know um yeah. we have most of our students have little to no tech background so okay. we start them and our program is it's it's 100 percent online so you know we have students in atlanta we have students in sacramento we have students all over the world chicago dallas wow. australia 
Arabia, Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's crazy to see the reach. And, um, but it's online, it's nine months. So you're drinking from a fire hose. Most of our students, like I said, have little to no tech background. We take them on this journey, a, a phased approach. We start with a program called Coding from Scratch. That's their first module. And then um, by the time they get to their last six weeks, um, you know, in, in their nine month journey, they're building out a, a project with a team that they actually present and then they use as their portfolio to get hired. And I'll tell you, you know, three years in, 80% uh, of our students are graduating, 75 to 80% of our students are getting jobs within 120 days of graduation. These are, you know, $65,000 jobs and plus, you know, within a year's time, we've had students go from, you know, barely making minimum wage to 60K to 130K. It's been a phenomenal thing to see. And they're, they're but they're also, they're bringing in um, this high character component. It's not just about them. It's about what they can do for their environment that they're in as well. Why is it important to seize the opportunity here? You talked about Silicon Valley. You talked about this being the most important environment. Talk to us about why that, why you're so passionate about that. Yeah. You know, I think that um, sometimes if we just take a drive-by approach, we, we sometimes feel like that um, the tech space is anti-God that yeah. unlike some of these other major spaces like higher education and healthcare that have overt roots in Christianity, that, that the tech space is this entirely humanistic endeavor right. and that, that man is their own God. Um, but I, I really feel like, and we see this in Silicon Valley with these, these growing networks of Christians in these, in these companies um, that, uh, you know, if you think about the tech space and like our modern communication networks, like I can't, think of another space that is so dependent upon faith. Yeah. It's like Hebrews 11:3 that God spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. That the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. I believe that's actually the mantra for the tech space. If there were a gate to the tech space, that would be the mantra on yeah. the gate. The, it's that first part, the God spoke, that we actually have to rediscover that origin. So that's why it's so important to me because I see the tech space, I see communication platforms as an opportunity to um, – be the light of Jesus and to lead people to an encounter with the love of Christ um, on a mass level. Never before in history have we been able to reach the masses, millions if not billions of people with one push of a button. And so that has huge power. Absolutely. And and I believe it comes straight from God's heart. Um, and I believe also that anything that has power that the, the devil will want to use as his own or counterfeit. Yeah. And, um, and so we see this as a tool. It's like if I were to give somebody a hammer, you could either hit somebody over the head with it or you could build a house. Yeah. I would choose to build the house. And so yeah. that's our opportunity here. And we don't do, you know, influence doesn't come from inv invasion. It actually comes from modeling um, uh, and, and being a, the ambassadors of, of the love of Christ. I believe if you do that and you do it with authenticity, um, it actually draws people in. And so one other thing I'll say, Nathan, because this is a great question, is that, you know, what if our misconception is that the text space, um, because that is the narrative oftentimes, is, sure. is, is anti-God. What if, what if really it's a matter of authentically representing the love of Christ? What if yeah. that's where the shift takes place? Um, and so that's, that's my heart and that's my mission. And it's also my mission to help people. Like that's, yeah. that's the whole point of Bethel Tech. We help a lot of people go from, you know, barely making minimum wage to getting not a yeah. good paying job and really establishing legacy for their family um, through this career. I love that you've embraced the missional edge. This is the cutting missional edge 
on some of the things God is doing evangelistically. I was at a, a, um, a shark tank for innovators in the church the other day uh, out in, in uh, Texas. And over and over, it was these people who were embracing the digital world. These guys were planning VR churches, digital churches, digital missionaries, guys who were on Twitch all day and Bible study and all these sort of things. And at first, Ryan, I'm not, I'm not very tech savvy. You know, it's like, man, that's not for me. But as I listened to it, my heart was moved. These guys and gals are on some of the front edge of where I can't go as a speaker, as a pastor, or anything, but these guys are missionaries digitally. And they say, said, uh, you know, Japan's got 2% Christians. I can reach them. I can, I can get on here and reach them. And so I love that you're doing that. I mean, I, I believe that is some of the cutting edge of the missions movement right now. Yeah, so good. I love that. Talk to me as when I get leaders on the podcast, I like to find out, uh, scope, out scope out a little bit and see how COVID's having an effect. And what are you seeing? Obviously, the context of church and, and digital and how things have been done and even running an organization is all different. Love to just get your, your, your take. What are you seeing? What's been real for you guys? And what are you learning? Well, so for us at Bethel Tech, it's really interesting. I mean, we started the church, uh, the program as a completely online program. So uh, we were well positioned to navigate the time where everybody um, had to be doing stuff from home. Um, you know, we have seen that the market has become hyper competitive. I think there were 140 new boot camps that entered the market last year. Wow. What happened was, is you had these traditional colleges and universities that no longer had their main source of enrollment revenue with traditional um, ground undergrad programs. So they needed to supplement and try to figure out alternative paths to kind of make up for um, uh, that, uh, that channel that was no longer there. Yeah. Uh, and so from that perspective, though, I mean, it's been really good for us. We've seen you know, our students are continuing to get great jobs. Um, it actually opened up the idea that, hey, as a junior developer or a data analyst or data scientist, uh, most of the time pre-COVID, you would have to go to a place to work. But, you know, yeah. out of necessity, it became remote work and uh, junior developers did really well with that overall. So that actually expanded opportunities for our, um, our students. Now, on a grander scale, the Big C Church, uh, I think what it has done is it's given us, uh, you know, an opportunity to look and see how can we actually expand our walls or yeah. how do we tear our walls down? Like, let's go and be Jesus to people like in these moments, like, yeah. you know, and so that's the thing that I feel like um, is, is exciting. You've seen platforms used um, that, um, you know, we, we've seen it at Bethel where, uh, you know, the church didn't stop. Um, yeah. It continued to grow. Um, and we've been able to reach a lot of people. Um, you know, in person is always ideal, but we, we, we also have this opportunity to reach people. And I think it, it caused us to kind of look at ourselves and see what are some of the things that we kind of um, just, you know, because we were familiar with, we stuck with it. And yeah. I think the church, um, the church is not adverse to hard work. I mean, right. if you've never planted a church, you know how hard work that is. Yeah. I think when the church gets uh, a, a little bit uh, nervous is going into unfamiliar spaces. So something can be hard, but if it's familiar, Hey, let's go do it. But if right. it's unfamiliar, it's like, Oh, can we really do that? Is that what the church is? It's like, no, the church is a people let's go. Um, right. and, and preach the gospel, preach the good news. Let's, let's set people free. Let's, you know, so that's just part of, um, what we do. And, and, and Bethel tech is a part of, is part of the church. So great. 
Talk to me about your scope. I, I love to ask leaders, what do you think is going to be true about the church over the next 18 to 24 months? Things are changing, right? The gospel is not going to change the local church being the bride of Christ, but outside of some of those things, what are you seeing changing? What are you ex most excited about over the next 18 to 24 months? Here's where my hope is. And this is actually, this was a seed vision of Bethel Tech. Um, and I got this, I felt like I got this word um, at the beginning of last year, right before COVID hit, is that the church is the epicenter for community transformation. Yeah. And so I believe the church isn't just a place where you um, come and, you know, learn about God, but it actually creates community. There are tangible resources to elevate the community. Uh, our minimum expectation is that we would give someone a fish. Um, I believe that our ideal expectation is that we can teach someone to fish in the 21st century, so to speak, so that they take ownership, freely receive, now freely give, and that they start creating these thriving ecosystems where they're at. And the church is the epicenter for that change. You know, you asked me a, a, a few minutes ago about how Bethel Tech started. Before we started, the seed of Bethel Tech got into my heart because I was part of a major tech hire grant up in Queens, New York. This is 2015, I think. Um, uh, President Obama had a tech hire initiative. We won a $4 million grant up in Queens in partnership with a community college up there um, to help an underserved community learn to code Java so that they could get high paying, wow. high growth careers in tech. And we saw in six 16 weeks, um, individuals learn to code Java, and then three months later go from barely making minimum wage to making $80,000 a year. Yeah. It completely changed their life, and, yeah. and their, their, it created legacy for their families. Many of these okay. were single moms, and that's when I felt, when I, I said, well, this is what community transformation looks like, and I heard the Lord say, yes, but would you do this with me? Mm -hmm. Would you not just help people discover what they can do, but who they are? Yeah. who their identity is and why I've made them. It's because I love them and they're built for communion relationship with me. Everything flows out of that. And yeah. so that in my heart is how Bethel tech was started. Um, and so that still stands, uh, rings true for me. And I believe the church has an opportunity to actually create this whole epicenter of education, of yeah. community, of, um, equipping and empowering and deploying people into the community, um, that, that have high skill and, and high character. That's all points back to the, to the love of Christ. That's great. Talk to me uh, about leading real quickly in our last couple of minutes here. A lot of people are listening to this podcast and they're leaders, either churches or business or something. What are you learning about a leader? What's it like for you right now leading through this changing environment? What's a lesson or two that you're, you're embracing as, as you're growing in your leadership? Oh man, that is a great question. You know, the thing to me, um, that is so important. And I think it's, it's never been more important than the, the time that we've been in for the last year is as a leader, how can I actually serve those who I lead? Yeah. I don't, I, I really, I know this sounds cliche and, um, but you know, my heart is how do I elevate those who I'm leading so that they become fully actualized so that they can go and help others. Yeah. And so that's what I'm constantly thinking about. And, um, and then also just bringing us together as a team, like we're, we are a unified team and we have a common mission. Our common mission, even though it is a tech school, tech training is how do we help and empower people? Yeah. Um, and how do we do that in a way that it actually points to the love of the father and ushers the presence of God into any space that we go into. Uh, and so if we have that mission in front of us, uh, we, we form this tight knit bond. Um, 
Um, and so again, I, I try to, I try to elevate, I try to, um, help my team become fully actualized and figure out what can I do, um, to support them. Uh, and it's, I don't know, I, I'm not like, uh, you know, that's, that's really kind of been my philosophy since day one. And, yeah. um, not that I do it perfectly, uh, but we do have a, a strong bond and camaraderie that I think, um, it naturally spills over into everything that we do. So good. Ryan, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast here. If people that want to get in touch with you, where should they go to find out more about you and about uh, Bethel School of Tech? Yeah, you can go to our website. It's BethelTech.net. Um, and if you want to be a part of our program, we actually have um, course um, new programs that start uh, every month. Uh, we have uh, software development, we have data science, we have UI UX design, we're rolling out cybersecurity in the near future. And, uh, or if you just want to be involved with your church that want to um, help your community um, have uh, access to these types of programs, we'd love to talk to you and figure out a communication plan. You know, um, Bishop Jake said something, Bishop T.D. Jakes, who's a hero of mine, uh, he said something that really struck with, stuck with me, um, and I'll end on this. Uh, he said, you know, we have to put the things in the room to make hope happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Bethel Tech represents. I think that that's where the future of the church is, is that we actually have to put together the structures or the, the resources and the opportunities to make hope happen. I think a lot of pastors have done a phenomenal job of instilling hope into their congregations, into their community. Now, next level, how cool is it if we can actually put the resources in place um, to set them on that path where, you know, it's Jeremiah 20, 9, uh, 11, that, uh, that God has plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope in the future. If we can be a catalyst for that, I believe that that's part of us being Jesus's hands and feet. So good. Brian, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.